My call recorder is not here for some reason. Okay, I I'd can have, do that. You can do it? Yeah. For some reason, I thought I was recording and then it stopped. I'll just keep an eye on it. Make sure. Yeah, you'll have recording. to keep checking yeah, it's, that. It's recording. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to you since I, I left. Um, Casey Moe's, did you like it? Loved it. It's, it was really good. I've watched it like probably 10 times. Yeah, I've watched it a bunch too. I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. I expected to like it. I, the, the lineup of skaters. Yeah, that's true. It's really hot. Um, and, and Sean Kelso does really good work. Hit the, uh, the thing that I talked about on the, the solo podcast, how, the fisheye filming is so good. Yeah, it is it, so good. It. It's like, it's perfection. Like you rarely ever see, uh, someone skates or head like cut out of the screen. Yeah. It's like always perfectly framed and you can feel the spots. Oh so yeah. Really the, good job like capturing the feel of going out street skating and trying to find like shitty things. Totally. The, uh, the, like the follow cam fisheye. Yeah. It's incredible. So good. This is well, fucking Kelso and he skates flat and he's really good at skating. He doesn't. No. He skates tri rocker or he skates flat in a little bit of it, but he skates tri rocker. I, I tried, I tried pausing and looking and it looked like he does two, uh, uh, Two in the back. I can't remember if it's two in the front or two in the back. I think he does them in the front. But there were some shots I noticed he was skating full flat. But regardless, like he's he's really good yeah. on those things. He is really good. That whole USD thing is really funny to think about. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, we should definitely call Kevin before we jump into that okay. one. Um, yeah, we should. I, I'm obsessed with Nick Labar's section and his song. It was, it's so good. I've been listening to that song it's and me. singing. What is the lyrics? It's me, nigga. It's like, I think it's like, is it that's me? That's me. That's me. I don't know what he's saying, but I, I've been, even though I don't know the lyrics, I've been singing it all day. And uh, Lacey's been not, not love. If you sing hip hop around your girlfriend, it oh. never doesn't That's go over well. Move. That's a no. bad move. <laughs> Horrible move. <laughs> I'm pulling lean on the Gucci skirt. I love that song. So good. His, he, yeah. That's Do you know what the song's me, called? Too? That's me. What's it called? The song's called Fuck Fashion. I thought that was really interesting. Oh, nice. Yeah. The way he dresses is, yeah, obviously really interesting. He, um, okay, let's call, let's call Kevin. Well, let's not talk about clothing to start, because I, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I always think that's him, like, doing that look on on the photo, but it, it's a photo. I always think that's video, and he's just sitting there like that. <laughs> what are you drinking? Um, I've got an assortment of uh, strong Belgian beers. Oh, <laughs> What up? <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up. Laugh it up, Kevin. I have a Laugh strong assortment of Belgian beers. <laughs> no Canadian beers? What's uh, that? 
No, not on my end of things. Actually, no, I might have one. Um, I have a, a Labatt's. Corona right now. In the- Labatt? Corona's uh, the best Mexican, I mean, Canadian beer ever, right? Um, yeah, it's made in Canada. The best Mexican-Canadian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican-Canadian. <laughs> the other parts of North America? <laughs> Definitely. Sorry. Wait, we, uh, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? Yeah. What I'm drinking Pat's Blue Ribbon. How, how much is it for, uh, like a six pack of that? I paid five fifty nine for a six Ooh. pack. Of- oh shit. Jesus. Valley. <laughs> is that good? That's so cheap. Yeah. When I, w- I was in Seattle and I saw a four loco. And uh, have you tried a Four Loco, Kevin? No, man, I refuse to. I Good. smelt it. I smelt it one time. What did it smell like? Um, battery acid and cough syrup. Shit. Maybe it's the in- color was like battery acid or like no, nah, not battery acid. It's like uh, you know that weird neon green color. It looks like it's gonna glow. <laughs> got to be really good for you. It's green. It's, <laughs> it's made out of kale. Yeah. I always bring up that time when we were on a road trip and I was like, oh, imagine if there was a beverage that was like black and someone said, Coke is like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coke is black. Coke it's, is... It's a black beverage. The most popular beverage in the world. Is... Bl- is, is It's a black it A drink Ugh. that is... The color black can't be good for you. Well, coffee's good for you. Yeah. Oh dude. shit. That's that's true. Coffee's brown. I think Coke is actually brown too. It's a horrible story. Coke's from Atlanta. Is it? Is it made in Atlanta? Yeah, it was uh, founded in Atlanta. I don't think it's made here. It's probably made in a you know place with like the least labor laws and cheapest yeah. chemicals and you know lowest taxes. But I no, I th- I think Coke is actually made in the states because they Probably. import like a whole bunch of cocoa cocoa coca leaves. I would imagine they have manufacturing across the globe, man. They're yeah, think probably. about like the logistics for that beverage. <laughs> I was trying to think where in the world can you not you can buy Coke in like the sketchiest places Anywhere. all over the world. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like the most successful That's brand. Really of all good. Time. But that's really good distribution. That is good work, You guys did a great job getting your brand out there, brand recognition. (laughs) Spot selection on point. Spot selection is really on point for Coca-Cola. They'll just just be like a mural in the middle of fucking nowhere painted on a wall. Yeah, if you go through like any any of the like neighborhoods that are uh, impoverished – in Atlanta, like the only advertisements are Coca-Cola brand products, but it's usually Sprite in those areas and uh, like rat posters. Rat. Holy shit. Rat. rat. That's what I thought. No, rat. rat. Oh, rat. rat. You know, like that stuff that Atlanta makes, rap and Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Is co- Coca-Cola is cheaper than water too, isn't it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Did. I think at Walmart they're like thirty-five cents a can at the out of the dispenser. Wow, 
That's good value too. Dude, good brand recognition and a really good. <laughs> is it? That's good value. Get... What is what is value? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Like, good, like if good it's value. not if it's if it's not like, a quality product, it's probably not a good value. You know what I mean? Like we're led to think that Coca Cola is a quality product, but it's, it's horseshit, really not. dude. It's corn syrup and fucking fake colors and it's there's nothing that you should probably be putting in your body. Well, it's definitely not good for you, but it is a quality product in the fact that it has like a good brand. There's so many people that want to drink it all the time. So does that make the product quality though? Yeah. No. Yes. No. I, I think that my when I uh, taste Coca-Cola now, there's just so many memories associated with it just being around growing up that I, I've built myself to think that it tastes good. But if you actually sit down and take a sip of Coca-Cola and really focus on what it tastes like and just ask your taste buds, it's pretty yeah. – it's yeah, not see, that good and see, it's Joey, crazy tasting. Joey lives in the present moment. And he's actually observing what is happening. Most people yes. don't do that. Most, <laughs> most people are fucking retarded and they love to drink Coke by the two-liter bottle. A lot of people drink a two-liter every single day. Dude, okay. I, was, I was raised on a, a Coca-Cola and ramen diet. My parents had Coke in the house nonstop. Like, they didn't try to implement any kind of healthy living skills. So they would just get like 12 packs of Coke, you know? Really? And they'd be gone in like a day. Yeah, dude. I used to I stay up all night drinking Coca-Cola when I was like 12. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> watching look, look watching Beavis and Butthead and, and drinking Coca-Cola. And now, nice. I drink, now I drink beer all night. So and <laughs> <laughs> you see how that works? They yeah, got me, uh, man. It's a natural <laughs> transition. <laughs> yeah. I was bad too for a while. I would get it with so, breakfast. Wait, can we can we debate this uh, quality thing real quick? Sure, bring it. What, so, you're saying that because a lot of people want it, it's a quality product. Yes. But you complain about every skate manufacturer, even the ones that people want, because they don't make quality products. Well, that's nobody oh! wants rollerblades. <laughs> who want? Who? How many? Do your does your neighbor want a pair of shadows? My neighbor. Yeah. I don't probably know my not, neighbors. <laughs> but he probably wants a fucking bottle of Coke. They probably all have Coke in their houses. Like, I won't argue that Coke is a really unhealthy product, but it's a good product in the fact that it's really delicious and it's like the most successful product of all time. A lot of people want to drink it, despite the fact that it's unhealthy. Like, basically, you guys are saying, or you're saying that no candy can be a quality product. But you can have a quality candy. You can have a candy bar that is delicious. It doesn't need to be healthy to be quality. I think delicious is maybe the the word you're looking for, not quality. <laughs> like there's sodas yeah. that are yeah. there's sodas that are made from uh, like the ingredients are sourced from healthier locations or places that have um, you know m- more input on what they're gonna do with their I don't know sugar. You know what I mean? Right. Like there's there's Coke products, not Coca Cola brand, but sodas that are made with 
you know, refined, not, or less refined sugars and less, uh, but okay. Let me ask you this. Can you have meth that is of a higher quality than other meth? I'm talking I mean, crystal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. It's very bad for you, but you can have very high quality meth. I think more people are smoking poor quality meth that's cheaper and easier to <laughs> easier to get your hands on. <laughs> like but, I don't know if meth, I don't know if meth people are like, you know, I really want some free range crystal. <laughs> yeah, but we're not talking we're not talking health value or popularity, we're talking quality. I just let's look up the definition of quality because I think that we're okay. It says, Someone named a skate video that. They did, and Dustin Latimer was in it, so they win. Yeah, it was a Dustin fight. Latimer helped make it, too. Damn. He was on the cover doing a Thread the Needle. That was a cool cover. It, it was, was a just a cool cover. black silhouette against orange, and it said quality, okay. and it was someone doing a Thread the Needle. So Which, is, by the way, that, that trick, not still, you know, it just hasn't hit its stride. We just, we just need someone big to do it. The Thread the Needle? Yeah. Latimer wasn't enough. I think it's just Wait, so no. difficult. I don't think it's a, it's a, it's a, um, I don't think it's, it's about popularity or like cool level. I think it's just so difficult. I think a lot no, more people I, would like I bet, to do it. I bet a lot of the best skaters can do it. They just don't want to. Thread the needle? Yeah. Do you think Broskow can thread the needle? Absolutely. What can't he do? He probably could. He has very he has very strong legs and long arms. I think Chris Farmer could thread the needle. Eric <laughs> Bailey could thread the needle. I don't know. Chris Chris Farmer's dealing with a larger but, body. I don't know if he could thread the needle. He, I'm as tall as he is and I can thread the needle. That's true. Don't you are you talking about just straight thread the needle? Are you, are we talking about like threading the needle in a into or out of a grind or just general We'll Any kind of thread the needle. Just just general threading the needle. Hmm. Colin Kelso did Ali Macchio fakey three thread the needle out. Ah, that was a good one. I think I just saw an edit wait, didn't one of you guys do thread the needle to Macchio or something? Um that could have been Andrew Thompson from I think he did it the, too. To savor the flavor. Well, Latimer did it in quality. Yeah, he Latimer did Macchio thread the needle Macchio and and Tree Rudolph did it too I think you know what Tree Rudolph did he threaded the needle in the air and then threaded it back through whoa what? that makes sense he threaded yeah. the needle he, with the needle uh, he threaded it and then threaded it back through I don't know what that's Wait. called but he did it thread de-thread oh <laughs> shit a, he- a thread de-thread Thread to D-thread. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> is D-thread when you do it backwards? I th- yeah, I guess. I don't know. There is, I don't know. This is what's interesting about rollerblading. There is two variations of thread the needle, but there's never been a discussion about it, which we don't need to have right now. What is the definition <laughs> of quality? you gotta get you got to get Frank on here to discuss the... Uh... Well, there are two ways to do it, of course. Uh, back to front, front to back. So is that it's thread and de-thread? Because <laughs> if you're actually talking, yeah, someone, no one does it uh, back to front. 
I've like someone who's it. really good at knitting, there must be a standard way to thread the needle. You wouldn't thread it. Okay, maybe so, you would. So, so there's like there's seven seven different definitions for quality. So I I think that we're both correct. We just use different definitions. Fucking Does that make sense? Confusing. Fucking, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Like right when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, okay. This is why we're arguing because there's not one standard definition for this word. <laughs> We're both right. We're both right. We're always right. <laughs> True dat, sister. Yeah, shawty. <laughs> um, so before, obviously, we want to hear the story about the, the photography show. And okay. the, how, how has the last three days for you, three or four days, been, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've been uh, interesting, man. Really positive. Um, <laughs> very telling of uh, I, don't, I don't know what you got going what do you, on what, what, what do you want to know about the last three days <laughs> like what well, specific <laughs> just generally how you feel compared to the because you wanted to podcast the night that you would have found out or wait did you want to podcast and you already knew the information of of the whole thing happening? For anybody no, who doesn't know, just tell in the shortest way what happened. Um, I had my first art gallery. I had a photo show out of the back of a truck. And um, Tyler Shields has been a friend of mine and a mentor for years. And he found out that I had to like sell my camera and... I don't know, kind of just like do whatever I could to have this show. So he's supported me by throwing me some money and also like sharing my work with his friends professionally and personally. Nice. That's fucking amazing. Did you get camera gear too, even though you lost or you sold your camera? (laughs) Yeah. So I sold, I sold, I didn't have enough money to have the show, but like I I I just for some reason had to have the show. I wanted to have the show before the end of the year. Like I've been shooting this series for a year and a half and I don't know. Like I'm like I was at that point where I kinda wanted to quit photography. You know, I was just kinda fully over it. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna have one more show. Or not one more. I'm gonna have a show before I quit. But I didn't have enough money, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just sell my camera. I'm not really using it right now anyways. And then the hope was that I would sell enough pieces to be able to buy a camera you know what I mean so I was like I was selling the camera but I wasn't like I was planning on purchasing another one because you know I was hoping that I'd sell some shit um but yeah so he's he he was gonna send me one of his cameras but he's got friends at camera companies that might be interested in kind of like sponsoring me essentially holy shit which would be fucking rad (laughs) so nice yeah, so it's all like it's it's working itself out, you know. It's just like being patient, and he's like insanely well versed in that world, and I have no idea what I'm doing, you know what I mean? So I just kind of have to be patient and take his uh, his guidance, and you know, do what's asked of me. <laughs> so that that thing that happens in movies where all hope is lost and someone's ready to give up, and they put everything in, into their one last 
little bit of <laughs> effort for their dream. It's actually true. Um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, good shit can happen. I, I don't know, man. The world is a good place, Kevin? Yeah, it might be a good place. Uh, but it might... I don't know, man. Like, here, here's the thing. Here's, like, not to... Because everybody that was sending me things, it was, like, really positive stuff, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, it's so good for you. Like, that's amazing. And photos are rad. But, like, I had been posting about the series for a year. You know, and nobody really said anything. But the second you put $20,000 in a sentence next to the gallery, like, all of a sudden it's, like, a big deal and everybody fucking gives a shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. People love awards and accolades. They, yeah, so that was just weird. It was like, fuck, man, like, nothing's changed. Like, they're the same photographs. Like, they're no more important or stronger as imagery today than they were a week ago. But that, that's but, the story of every artist in history where they've been making this thing that nobody gives a fuck about. And right. then all of a sudden they sell a piece for, for a considerable amount of money. And people are like, oh, you sold, ooh. And then they start looking at it, and then they and then they sell a little bit more, and then you get a little bit more famous, and then all of a sudden you're selling pieces for ridiculous amounts of money, and you're sitting there like, okay, like a few years ago, nobody gave a fuck about this, and now the whole world is like <laughs> peeing their pants over this. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. That's the way it works. People are yeah. retarded. People drink two liters of Coke <laughs> in a day. <laughs> Well, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. Um, but Tyler, the good thing about it being Tyler is that he's been through this, and he's also been through it as, like, somebody who skates. So he's dealt with, like, close friends that, um, I don't know. Like, he, he's had to deal with what... Like, I don't know. Because I don't even know if this is going to work out for me, you know what I mean? Like, I hate to, like, jump the gun. But I want to believe that, like, this is going to continue and I'm going to, like, continue to grow and get more people aware of my photography and shit. So he's the best person to have in my corner because if any kind of, like, you know, weird emotions or situations arise, I can just hit him up and he'll he'll help guide me through it. Well, as long as you stay connected to uh, the inspiration on why you did this series and your other shit is so good too. The disposable galleries is the one in Florida. Is that disposable as well? Disposable no, or not? No, I shot a lot of that with a G12, like a little I can, pocket. Do you know that? Do you know that camera? It's like a. I don't. It's like a high-end point-and-shoot from Canon. It those photos, both of those galleries, and the powwow one that you shot last year. I remember I I, I uh, messaged you. And it just seemed like it wasn't, it didn't seem digital in terms of like what you captured that you have, you have like a history of, of, uh, being in situations and growing up with skating and watching skating videos that you couldn't just be a technically good photographer and take good photos. I don't know. You're connected to something that even if, uh, Whatever you decide to do next, you just have that magical fight club being part of skating thing. Yeah. That'll yeah, carry you sure. through, right? The, yeah, man. Like I love humanity because of the of the skater homies, you know? Like I I feel like we're really lucky 
to have such a wide variety of people from different cultures that we're allowed to just be friends with. And I don't know, like I, I want to take that kind of energy and like, I love skating and I'm always going to be involved with skating. But like, if I have the opportunity to take that kind of energy and move it like outside of skating, I think that's what, like, I get so excited about the situation right now with Tyler, because if I have the opportunity to document humanity and that's like my gig, like I, I, I think humanity is beautiful and I just, I don't know. Like I get really excited because I want to do so much good stuff if I'm given the opportunity, you know what I mean? Like I want to shoot people that nobody cares about or are overlooked or I don't know. There's just so much amazing shit. So it's like really exciting right now, but I'm trying not to get too hype because, you know, it's not, it's just the first step. Well, I think as long as you put that excitement into uh, the work and, and don't try and do anything too big right away and just, because you took your time with that last series. Yeah. But you had sure. the same excitement that you do now. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just, uh, just got to yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's how you guys work too, you know? Like, you don't, like, I don't ever want to put mediocre shit out. Like, if I don't, like, Tyler oh, we has do. asked me. We, no, you we don't. a lot of <clears throat> We made it might wacky be. mode, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sometimes you put out fucking weak shit. <laughs> Dude, I think Anyways. I probably I probably like Wacky Mode at this point, but it's just fun to continue to act like I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I like I I don't I don't I don't wanna force myself to shoot something. Like, I don't want to force myself to shoot a series. I didn't force myself to shoot Atlanta. Like, it happened very naturally. Like, I went out one night with my, my uh, just my iPhone. Like, I was just bored, so I rode downtown, and I, like, walked around, and I went into all these buildings that I'd never been in, and it was just, like, exploring the city without skates on, where you have, like, a different level of access, you know? Like, you people don't see, like, oh, get out of here, you're a skater. They just see, like, a well-dressed young man, and it's not weird that you're walking around there inside of their buildings or whatever, so... I shot, like, a couple photos with my phone, and I just kind of realized, like, holy shit, like, I don't have a car right now, I'm broke, like, I can't really do anything, but I can get to downtown Atlanta every single day, and I love this city more than anything, like, it provided me with every kind of great memory you could, I mean, you know how it is, like, your city is such, like, a huge part of who you are as a skater, like, out of my cruise space. You know it in such a different way than than yeah. any other person would know it. Yeah, so it was like that was my my mission shooting the series was just like I wanted to give something back to all my friends that skated downtown that they could look at and just be like, holy shit, we had a lot of fun when we were kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it comes through. The perspective-wise, it comes through. And um, a little side point is you think of like a lot of people that don't skate anymore that went on to do other things who were like uh, bigger names back in the day or whatever. There's a lot of people who, who are successful in their careers that as soon as they start putting their energy that they put into skating somewhere else, <laughs> they end up doing really well, which is like, dude, it sounds funny when you say it, but you think of like, think of Brian Smith 
like yeah. uh, <laughs> photography wise, you know, yeah. that he was just a talented, passionate person who we're lucky that he put that into skating. And then as soon as he put that into photography, you know, obviously they had more connections and things back back then but i mean he a lot of those Jennifer guys went on to doing on friends yeah that one's amazing <laughs> yeah he Did also you know shot her he also took photos of her nude for a hiv campaign like that's <laughs> along with like a lot of other really like you know it, like shitload of a-list actors and actresses brian smith's wife has to be really trusting like, yeah, I'm just going over to shoot <laughs> photos of Jennifer Aniston. Dude, that's nudes. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a... Brian Smith is a good-looking guy, as if some of those celebrities aren't just like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing that she, maybe she looks at him and she's, uh, maybe that's what she loves about him. Maybe she loves that he can just, like, operate on a completely different level in the world. Well, but part of part of the job, and you know this, Kevin, is to make the person feel comfortable and to to bring yeah. out their their sexiness. Like yeah. basically, a part of your job is to make hot women comfortable with you and make them like yeah. you. It's like if you're doing your job as a photographer, you're halfway into her pants already. Like, that's, yeah, that's true, man. I don't sh- I don't shoot <laughs> many girls at all because of that, man. Like I just don't. Yeah, that's like having that. Like, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Good call it's on that a, one. Yeah, like why? Like there's so many other things to shoot. You know, like everybody wants to shoot girls. Like I want to shoot girls, not because, like, like that's half of the. You know what I mean? Like half of the human race. <laughs> well, girls are beautiful. It's yeah, and, girl, and girls are beautiful. They have better lines than men. They photograph way iller. I don't want to look at. <laughs> That is a problem. That is is a big problem. You only want to pitch pitch tents when you're camping. You don't want to go being professional. Yeah, but I think if you, I don't know. Like I've I've shot, I've shot with girls before, dude. And like, as long as you are respectful to um, the conversation you have with your girl about what you're shooting, like if you're open with her like this is what i'm doing this is what i'm like trying to accomplish like i'm not just doing this for like a personal collection of photos i'm doing this because i want to express myself or i want to move my portfolio in this direction which could potentially put us in a better place financially in the future like you know what i mean yeah yeah like you can't just go (laughs) you can't just be like i'm gonna go shoot hot chicks sorry babe i'm a photographer (laughs) (laughs) so i doubt that shea Brian's wife is like she's probably really good friends with all those people. Like that's like the only times I've had solid shoots with girls. Like I've tried really hard to have some sort of dialogue between my girl and the models, so they can be friends and there's like a level of trust and understanding between them, you know. But I don't do it that often because I just it's just so like. When I'm going to shoot a guy, it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go shoot a guy. And if I felt like it, I could have him, like, pull his fucking dick out and fucking point a gun at me and, like, piss on a pile of cocaine. And that wouldn't be a fucking issue. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But, for, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's just easier to shoot dudes. <laughs>
Brian Smith's girlfriend uh, or wife or whatever, it's badass that she was like the same girl that was in skate videos. Like she was in Wasteland. Uh, she was sitting behind us at the first ASA we ever got to see. Um, did you ever? Did you ever see the uh, centerfold that she had in that his magazine? In which magazine? No. S- Skater magazine. Do you remember that? Rollinson Rivera I, was on the cover. I think so. <laughs> I remember the magazine. magazine. <laughs> I know what? it's online somewhere. Yeah, it, it was, was her. Like the cover. It was her boob on the BS film sticker too. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. Yeah, and she like the the photos of her. She was like, you know, in the beach or like on the beach with like her white t-shirt wet and all this stuff. That's <laughs> that guy's probably responsible for me throwing ho hos. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just like, yeah, check out my hot ass girl. I skate. Just sharing this with the homies. <laughs> That is a good thing. It is a good thing. There was also a shot of her. That's a really good thing. It's also good to, like, connect the girl with the skating culture, too. Yeah, it it is, man. Well, Brian Smith played it right, and I think that's a a large part of his success, is that he was a really good-looking, successful young man. He could have been this crazy dude that fucked all these chicks and did lots of coke, um, but he like, he, he had the one girl the whole time and I'm sure like that kind of kept him in line and kept him like focused and, and, and it, he didn't end up being this like waste of a dude who got really successful at a really young age and then fell out. Like he, yeah. he went up and up and up and that's a big part of it is he didn't, he didn't get caught up in a lot of bullshit. Absolutely, man. Yeah. That's a big that's, deal. That's uh, being there's a lot of successful and intelligent men that have a good lady behind the scenes running some shit. Yeah, dude. If you get a solid chick that really understands you and lets you work through your issues and be a fucking idiot sometimes, but also lets you love her, you gotta fucking hold on to that shit. You guys yeah. both have long term girlfriends, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. They've they've had to deal with skate trips like, hey, we're going to just go fucking out of town for a couple days and drink a lot of beer and rollerblade. And they're like, "Okay, (laughs) I'll see you when you get back. (laughs) I think um, better than like being traditionally, you know, into sports and having the man cave and going to Vegas and shit with your boys or going out with your boys. I think it, yeah. it's a lot more refreshing. Well, we have something having to this do. as a hobby. A lot of guys just they get together with their friends and they just go get wasted at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. And like in it, terms well, of, it's a good time, but it's I, like. Well, I think that they go get wasted at douchebag bars with a bunch of douchebag women around them. Like all the skater dudes around here, we go to the bar and get drunk. <laughs> yeah, of course. But we're just, but we're like. But you don't dress nice. You've probably come from a skate <laughs> session. You fucking stink. And girls mm-hmm. want nothing to do with you. Yeah, we usually... Well, not usually. All the time. Like, we just fucking... When you're around the boys, dude... <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing else matters. Like, there's nothing more interesting than sitting with your friends, drinking beer, and just talking shit about each other and everybody else. Like, nothing can come so close true. to that level of comedy, dude. <laughs> yeah. 
It's true. Oh, it's man. It's so to come up and be like, come join us, our friends over here. And I'd be like, no, I'm going <laughs> to No, thanks. Yeah, you pro- I'm having you probably are probably already making fun of that table of girls that would do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you come back from a skating trip and your face hurts and your stomach hurts from laughing so hard. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, true. Yeah, your brain is just spent. Just constant <laughs> jokes. Yeah, dude. Holy shit, man. <laughs> dude, <laughs> last year from at the when we went to the powwow, so there's like uh, there's like a couple hundred of people, couple hundred people at the event, and only like four of us. I know it's probably like eight of us camped, and you can camp at the skate park, and the skate park's like the oldest skate park in the United States. It's epic. Like, it's Kona Skate Park. Like, that place has been around since way before we were around. Yeah. So, we like, me, my buddy David Dodge, and Garrett Sloby rolled down together, and we fucking, we camped. We, like, set up camp, and we talked so, like, we were the only dudes camping, so we were just talking shit to everybody else about how they were being pussies for not camping, like, the whole weekend. <laughs> and, like, on the, I just remember on the way home... Like, we we came to this realization, like, we just looked at each other, and it was like, dude, nothing is better than the fucking boys, dude. Like, there is nothing that can compare to, like, how funny and fun and happy this group of, like, you know, shithead skater guys are. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just hilarious how much fucking, like, we're such cynics, because, like, the whole world's called us fucking fags our entire life. You know, like the fruit booting thing. I don't, it's just created this really ripe level of comedy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Like, oh, it's, it, it is, it's prime. It is the paradise that people are looking for. Yeah. We, like, you need to appreciate it because not everyone has that. Like, it, no, it not is at a all. really, <laughs> it, we're very blessed yeah. to have Absolutely, that. Absolutely, man. Do you realize how, shitty rollerblading would be if it just kind of retained its uh ascent like in the asa days and people were still getting paid that much a a lot of us probably would have dropped out of it i would think because maybe there would be a lot of people who would have had the goal of like if i didn't become pro like it's really good the way it is right now it's really really good yeah you introduced that level of jealousy and like the the best skater in each crew in each city gets picked up and swept away to Las Vegas and yeah <laughs> you know and then everyone else is like oh damn we missed the ship we missed our ship and then dude it wrecked. did you guys did you guys see the Rob Deerdick documentary thing oh it was about I, I think that guy did I tell you about that one the the motivation sure. yeah that one. <laughs> That was the most that that's like it, it that's, went from like depressing to comedy many times for me. It was uh, fucking so fucked up. That movie. That's, that's what we would have been, right? Like we would have been like these like, yeah, we're like really serious athletes. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that that Paul Rodriguez guy. Oh, man. Um, Oh man, I want to watch. He has it. like he. You haven't seen that yet, Todd. I no. It's called Motivation. 
Rob the motivation. Rob Deirdre. It's like a really artfully made documentary that follows people leading up to the street league finals. Oh, okay. And it's I just saw this, this trailer. Gi- this giant stadium full of people <laughs> watching like super technical, pretty burly, but still kind of like not super burly looking tricks. And uh, like, uh, what's it, what's that? Uh, Ryan Sheckler's dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny. He's like, that's his life. His life is Ryan Sheckler winning that fucking competition. <laughs> oh shit, man. My favorite dude was like the normal uh, older dude, Chris Cole, who just had like, he had a wife and a kid and his home life. He's like kind of shy on camera and he doesn't seem super into it, but still does well. That guy was the most interesting. And then there was that that dude from France or something who was the wild card. That uh... <laughs> Yes, yes, the guy from France that's the wild card. <laughs> Do you remember that? And he had to like get a emergency I, like mas- massage on his leg or something? I, I haven't middle- seen I I haven't seen the documentary. I just saw the trailer and I knew, like, I didn't need, you know, like, when you see a, a trailer and you don't need to see the full thing, you, like, know how bad you it guys, is. You guys have to fucking watch the whole movie. Is the whole movie online somewhere? It's, uh, it's probably on Netflix by now. It's on iTunes, I know that. But I just remember, like, it was one of those things that made me appreciate uh, rollerblading so much yeah. after I yeah. watched it. Yeah, we're in a really, really good place right now, man. Oh, yeah. We have man, 100% have... control right now. Like, we can decide whatever the fuck we want this to be. Like, yeah. It's insane. They have to deal with so much bullshit, man. They have to fucking deal with Coca-Cola contracts. Yeah. And fucking Mountain Dew and Delta Airlines and fucking, like, they have to. Fuck. Uh, fuck. And here's, and like, we, we know how fucking silly we are. Skateboarders yeah. don't know yet. They think that what they're thinking and and their attitudes are valid, and they think that <laughs> they think that they're like serious athletes, and they don't realize that they are a fucking joke. Yeah, they're taking dude. that shit seriously. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember. What... Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's just yeah. It's funny to think that those guys think that they're. They they do take themselves very serious. I mean, I think we do that sometimes too. But like, even when I see those guys out at the bars in Atlanta, like there's dudes that hate me because I'm a rollerblader. So they have like, you know, part of their society makes them hate me. But they're so serious. Like when they see me, they're like instantly upset, and they're like, "Bro, why why are you in our bar, bro?" You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, "Dog, like I'm a photographer. I love the city of Atlanta. Like." I've worked with disabled people. I listen to fucking tight music. Like, but because we know what you do. Yeah. They're like, Oh, because you fucking chose to rollerblade. Like I was sold rollerblading when I was like in, you know, sixth grade because all of us were. And I just, (laughs) I fell for it. And then I like, you know, now we're 30 years old. We're talking about it on the internet late at night (laughs) on a Saturday instead of going out. (laughs) But but like, but hey. that was just, and they hate me because of that. That's how serious they are. Because <laughs> you show them what they are. 
they they're look just at fucking you nerds and it's like looking like in the mirror and they're like, fuck, that's what I am. Fuck this guy. Fucking <laughs> rollerblading. <laughs> there's just no long there's a different. There's no long longevity in that at all. There's no there's no like when you're on your deathbed and, and looking back, it's more important to talk enthusiastically about something on on the internet. Yeah. On a Saturday night, than it is to be like, "Hey, yo, man, I just want to know why you do it." <laughs> dude, I'm ex- I'm, dude, I before this is the first time we've podcasted that I've actually been a person that like listens to podcasts. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and, like I fully am engulfed in podcasting now, and have realized that it's a great way to to put something out there. You know what I mean? Like we're going to put two hours of shit out tonight and at least we fucking put something out. <laughs> yeah, man. It's really powerful. And slowly more and more people are like discovering it and discovering like, Oh, okay. I get now that it's like two hours long. Yeah, dude, I get pissed. Like Joe Rogan's podcast is three hours long and I get like bummed sometimes when it's ending. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like you're, you're still at work. And you're like, damn, that was like so interesting. Just keep talking, guys. Just yeah. do it for yeah, five, five hours. Yes, because they're with the boys and they're having a blast. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. It's really, really powerful stuff, man. Like I, I, like mentally, what I've been going through. I, I work an overnight labor shift, ten like ten hour overnight labor shifts, and there's only two other people in the building that I'm in. So I don't have – and then I sleep all day. So I don't have social interaction right now. Like I just don't. I'm sleeping or I'm working. So these guys are like becoming – like they're saving my life. Like if I didn't have seven hours or eight hours a week of brand new content to listen to, like I don't know what the fuck I would do with myself. I can only download so much music and you only want to listen to music for so long. But to yeah. listen to like new ideas and these positive, strong, like confident – men and women like discussing how amazing the world is and how much opportunity we have to uh to to change things or not even to change just to address things what you're going through personally or what the world's going through like i i don't know man like it's like helping me get through one of the gnarlier times in my life like when i don't have my headphones if i accidentally leave my headphones at the house i freak the fuck out (laughs) you know it's uh it's my favorite form of entertainment because it's yeah. it's so honest and and raw and uh, it it almost feels like your friends that you get to hang out with once in a while too. It does, uh, man. And uh, and it's refreshing is always what I think of because we're so used to shit being edited, yeah, and and sculpted to be yeah. a certain way and to hear imperfections. And zigzags in conversation and things going off track. Uh, yeah. Fuck. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's powerful stuff, man. Yeah, because even when you write like a Facebook status update, like after the Tyler thing happened, like when I wrote my first status, I was like thinking to myself, like, all right, this has to be a perfect status. <laughs> 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 like, how fucking corny is that? Like, I'm like, all right, what do I say? Like, how do I like express how like grateful I am and like who you know what I mean like this is so much more fun 
Like every every time, like I don't think I've like said this before, but like pretty much every time we do this, I immediately write you guys on Facebook, and I'm like, hey, can we not put that out, or can we edit that? And I like freak out because I'm like, what did I say? I don't like. But then I'm like, then you guys talk to me off the off the off the ledge, and we put them out, and then I love them. Like I listen to them, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like we should everybody, more people, especially in rollerblading should grow a pair of fucking balls and fucking come on the podcast, man. Like, or start their own or whatever. Like, there's yeah. – how many more voices need to be heard in skating? Like, there's so many brilliant, amazing, talented people that are just so like, many. well, I don't know. So many. Thank you, Kevin, for saying that. I, I, sh- yeah, I shot out some more uh, invites here and there. Um, I really wanted uh, – I shot out one to Shane Coburn and one to Sean Kelso just recently. So I'm calling Hell them yeah. out on the podcast. Nice. It'd be amazing. Not only Dude, can a, you not only can you talk, but you can promote shit too. Exactly. Yeah. What a great opportunity for Sean Kelso right now to come and talk about like what you guys are clearly fans of what he did. So you're not gonna like, you know, what I mean, you're not gonna like like gang up on him or some shit. Like you're gonna like help him explain what his video is about, and that's fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, I know this. The huge. Yeah, it's huge for him. <laughs> Go on the podcast, Sean. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> the humor sometimes can throw people off, right? Um, that's a big one. But yeah. I don't know. It's, like It is nerve-wracking, man. Like The first time I podcasted, I was way less comfortable than I am now. But what a great but thing. But you feel so good after you do it. Yeah. It's like taking a giant mental shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kevin, <laughs> wait till you do your first solo podcast. You'll uh, after you finished it, you you'll if you ever do one, uh, which you should, and send it to us, and we'll put it up, or do one of your own. After I, you do a solo podcast, you're like, what the fuck was that? What did yeah, I just I, do? I can't, I can't get people to listen. <laughs> like it's so it's scary crazy. to do the first one, right? Like I don't, I, you guys are like hundreds deep, right? Like two hundred. Wait, no, 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 two hundreds at the end of this year. Yeah, we got to make it to two hundred before 2015. Yeah, so I've been. I want to. I hit you guys up about this. Like, I do want to start a podcast, and every time I go to do it, like, I'm just like, I, I just don't even start because I'm like, how do I talk to myself or not to myself? Like, how do I? What? Do, what gives me the right to talk for an hour and a half or two hours? It's very arrogant. To say, say it again. It's very arrogant. It is. It seems. Do it, it seems but, very arrogant, dude. But it's. It's not. It's. It's just. It's, uh, feels good it's it's the right no. thing to do it is the right thing to do yeah. i agree i mean yeah you're right i mean it's just a creative i have it'll happen like real soon here like I, I there's so much shit in my head and i don't like i said i don't get to socialize and i want to i like talking <laughs> we're gonna Talk. die one day like why yeah. not put your thoughts out there you know yeah Oh, Kevin, Kevin Smith said it really well when he was on, I think, the Rogan podcast where he's like, we don't even know our own depth, like how deep we go from person to person that you're talking to. Someone might spark a story that you haven't thought of in like 15 years just yep. based yeah. on something that they say. And for that to be recorded and for someone to listen to that and th- that might spark an idea or memory for someone else. Like us talking is – and our stories and our experiences – and not in the form of a book or a movie or whatever, just raw and talking. It's like the best shit. Yeah. And not only that, but let's just say if there was a clone, 
if there was a clone of Kevin and you got to sit down and have a conversation with him, you guys would have like the best conversation. So that's pretty much what you're doing for a solo podcast. You're just talking to yourself, but you don't actually have a physical version of yourself there. Yeah, it's like a journal, right? Like Pretty much. But even better because you don't have to actually write. So instant, instantaneous. Yeah. The ideas you, flow. Do you guys listen to Bill Burr's podcast? Yeah. So good. So he does an amazing solo podcast. Yeah, it's a solo at like, you know, 99% of the time and he yeah. fucking nails it. Like He's he, one of the best at the solo podcast for sure. I haven't heard it. What is oh, it? The Monday morning holy podcast? Holy shit. Yeah. What is Dude, it? Yes. It's Monday so, morning he's podcast. amazing. Is he the one that did the rollerblading uh, bit? Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, he's good. Okay, yeah, I got to listen to that. Dude, he's so hilarious. Like, yeah. man cast. I wonder, I doubt, I doubt he realizes the, the value that that joke, the, the joke that he made about the rollerblading thing. I wonder if he realizes that there's an entire demographic of rollerbladers that just fucking love him for articulating oh, yeah. it like that. Yeah, like, like he validated so all of us. It was brilliant the way he put it. He put it better than any rollerblader has ever put it. Absolutely. And he put, he like it's so huge that he made a joke about the rollerblading joke that was better than the fucking original rollerblading joke. Yeah. You know like <laughs> and we all love him for it. I uh, love him, dude. He dude he he's had other pod or other interviews where he defends skating like he's he's a badass he plays pickup roller hockey in Southern Cal like he lives in L A I guess oh, nice. and he talks he talks about how he plays pickup roller hockey and yeah. so does uh the guy with the bearded guy from uh, do you guys listen to DVD ASA the the yeah Dave, oh, David Cho and Asa Akira oh does he play roller hockey. Yeah, the big no, David bearded Joe guy. Doesn't. Oh, nice. No, no, no. So the the big bearded guy, his name is Critter. He plays. Oh hockey. yeah. He plays. I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard that. David Cho's called him a fruit booter on the podcast before. Yeah, dog. Like David Cho seems like a dude who would be fully ingrained in the in the programming of not liking rollerblading. Okay, David <laughs> just, Cho's just by okay. the just by the tone of his voice alone. <laughs> he has. Maybe. He has that I, sound. I, I hate to hear that because I listen to that guy all the time. Like, it, no, it's I, one of I those. Really, I really like him. I've loved like, when he's been on the Rogan podcast. How bad would it suck to like love these people that are talking about all this uplifting, positive shit, and then they just like shit on rollerblading? <laughs> yeah, that would just, well, like, uh, just break your heart. Like all of a sudden, would, Russell's like ripping on rollerblading. You're like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna shoot myself oh. in the head. That's. It's Can done. you imagine? Oh. That could potentially it's, happen. It's like somebody as positive as Duncan Trussell could just shit on rollerblading. Because you would just it, you would instantly lose respect for everything yeah. that they've ever said. It'd be like, okay, you're an idiot. Fuck. Yeah, you're not. It's, you're not actually a nice person. You're yeah. actually a fucking cunt like the rest of them, dude. Yeah, I don't think they would. I, I rollerblading has come up on a bunch of podcasts as like a how I've talked about before as like a comedic device. It's a word that is almost like instantaneously funny when you add it to things that's but in terms changing. of like going in what's that the fu- that is changing i feel that the at the, the attitude towards that word is totally changing like i haven't experienced yeah, I heard you... that attitude 
for so long except from fucking retards that it doesn't even bother me. Oh, God. You got to no, stop saying the word retard. <laughs> retard? It drives me crazy. Joe Rogan says that shit all the time, too. I worked with disabled people for fucking my entire life, and that word is devastating to people with disabilities. Like, people – I've watched, like, really burly uh, conflict happen, like, in um, <clears throat> a, a public space where, like, drunk people will, like, fully, like, lay into disabled people, like, what the fuck are you doing here, retard? So, like, that word – it drives me crazy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you out. No, no. I, 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 maybe I deserve it. See, dude, that word is so negative, and they're not cognitively able, for the most part, to defend themselves. Like any other derogatory term, you have people that can accurately defend themselves uh, verbally, right? Right. So I, this is I like don't a mean cognitive. For that word to be hurtful, I. Actually, my my sister had Down syndrome growing up, and uh, I definitely do not mean for that word to hurt anybody's feelings. I just feel like it's the right word to say when it's when I'm talking about a retarded way of thinking, a mentally right. retarded way of thinking. Like, um, I think maybe I'm getting defensive, man, because I did work. No, no, with, it's, it's you cool. know what I mean. Like, I'm happy that you're defending people that would potentially be hurt. And that's the last thing that I want to do right. is, is offend those people. Wait, that so that would break my heart. And you might be right. Maybe I should stop using that word. It's I a remember, hurtful word, man. Todd, I remember using that word not in the derogatory way, but using it as a descriptive word around you growing up. And I was always like, like I would catch myself. And then think that if I that if it was offensive, I remember that. I still use it in the way that you just used it, Todd. And yeah. I, um, it's it's a really comfortable word. It's like it's not. Um, it hasn't been challenged ever. Like it, well, it's very common to hear people say that. Joe was, Rogan uses it nonstop, and he's like super positive, and he talks shit about any kind of discrimination. Like he hates it, and then he just like every time he says, "These fucking people are retarded." I'm like, oh man, like. If you just wiped that one word clean from your vocabulary, like, your message would be that more powerful. Well, it's funny that, like, I have my, – my sister had Down syndrome and I've, I've read her journal from when, from when she was, like, 15 going to school. And I've yeah. read her saying, today at school, somebody called me a retard and – it broke my heart and I'm, I'm not a retard and blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like the word retard is for some reason, I don't, I don't like attach it to the, that a handicap demographic. Right. Because like it does, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit the demographic. Those it doesn't people fit are at all. Amazing. Like no, there's exactly. a lot of people with disabilities that are amazing and brilliant and yeah. They're, they're Wonderful. There's a lot of really special people with disabilities. Like it's like I don't even – but but you are totally right where a lot of people do connect the word – that word retard with like disabled people and maybe it's a bad word to use. It's just a word know. that pops I, up and – Yeah. I mean that's like my – I don't know. <laughs> that word bothers me, man. I think that word's fucking – like I don't, I, I don't know. Like I feel That's like, like it, not it really, bu- it really bugs me when people say like 
something they don't do me, man. You know, like when people are like bargaining. Yeah. That really bothers me, but it's so direct. It's like you're using the word Jew like people are Jewish and you're using the word Jew as a bad thing. Right. You're generalizing based on like this negative idea of what that word means. Right. When not every... Uh, to, to... Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> No, that should play. <laughs> no, I wanted, to say, I wanted to say two cultural things uh, in the past decade that were big for that word. Um, the Black Eyed Peas song, uh, Let's Get yeah, Retarded. Yeah, that was, was crazy. Um, but it was way better changed. when it was Get Retarded in here. What? It was way lamer when they what? changed it to Let's Get It Started. Well, it's true, but it's it's just culturally that's when that thing first started to happen where that word – there was that where it changed from let's get retarded to let's get it started. And uh, um, Tropic Thunder, there was a big upheaval – or is that the right yeah. word? There was a there yeah. was a lot of protesting no, was, when that movie came out because that, that – it's that one, that one fucking – there can be one joke that's like a curse that's just going to stick like um, – uh, what's fruit the one forty-year-old version? <laughs> well, fruit booter, the, the telling your parents you gay one, but like even just forty-year-old version, you know why? I, you know why I know you're gay? Just little things culturally like that that can right. stick. That can and can be super hurtful to people. But yeah, then the never go full retarded. Um, and then also that Ben Stiller's character played, you know, a retarded <clears throat> person in the movie, and it was supposed to be comedic. And Ben Stiller right. seems like an intelligent guy, but. I don't think I would ever make a movie that would have the content like that. So anyways, well, I mean, yeah, that was just at, my side note. Like Leonardo DiCaprio played a disabled person in What's Eating oh, yeah. Gilbert Grape. Oh, that was and an he intense did it. movie. Yeah, and he, but that's like – Holy shit, maybe, that was intense. Yeah. Like he – that's maybe – I don't know. That was, a, that was a great movie. Oh, yeah. That was and such he, a he, good – He nailed it. <laughs> Fuck. That was intense. He was good, and uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio his... wins the the. Um, I can't say the word retarded, so the handicapped person uh, actor award. Yeah, probably. Uh, he did really good, and Sean Sean Penn definitely didn't. I try and I try <laughs> and I try. <laughs> that was. That was so bad. Listen, oh, guys, and I wanna, my other note I was apologize uh, for for killing the uh, the vibe on this podcast by using the word retarded. No, dude, I'm, the vibe I'm sorry. Has totally been killed. I know. <laughs> Can I? I just want to bring up one more thing, not about that word, but Joe Rogan does have a famous rant on YouTube about retiring the word faggot, which really? he doesn't yeah. use anymore. Which he See, used to use a lot, and now he doesn't. Well, I think a so, lot more people used to use that word. I mean, there's there's other words like like you can still comfortably say Joe Rogan has a pot or a, a YouTube video talking about the word faggot, but you can't like if it was the N word, you wouldn't feel as comfortable saying like he has a a, a talk talking about. Blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, I think he's just saying that word. <clears throat> That's yeah, true. Like, there's, those, there's words that are just – like I love comedy, man. We uh, Clearly we all three are like very funny, comedic 
type of individuals. Like we do enjoy making people laugh and laughing and whatever. But like, there's like, I don't know. There's those few words that are just so intense. Like there's so much history behind them that it just makes them, I don't know, taboo. Oh man, that Nikki Adams rant. <laughs> exactly. Like I was just, not, <laughs> I was just not used to. It was. It made it that much more intense. But yeah, at the same language. time, it made it that much better. Like, if he didn't use that word, I, it wouldn't have been as um, as huge as it was. We've we've almost like I mean, we put that joke in for the awards, but rollerblading's pretty much swept that one under the rug, and it's such an intense video to and revisit also, and also, to discuss that it's yeah. that it's hard to. Even wrap your head around what's going Dude. on there. Also, because he's Canadian, he didn't yeah. say "guh." He said "gur." Don't don't go there. That's he no, that's fucking gur. bad. No, it's good that you can't say that, and you don't say that because you respect the history behind what that word means. Like that's it's rad. That's how it should be, right? Well, I do drop it, and whenever I do, it's it's a mistake. And and yeah, I shouldn't say the R word. I, I think dropped. everybody in our generation is guilty of saying that, like, out of, you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially in sweat. I have a bit of... <laughs> it's funny that, you, oh, that you referred to Joe Rogan as he says it all the time because I think probably, because I've listened to every Rogan podcast, it's probably because of that that I comfortably say it. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Because a person that, yeah. like, I have a lot of respect for always <laughs> says it, so it's like, oh, it's okay. And like there, it's, it's, there's conflicting parts of me because at at the same time, I'm like, it's just a word. It's just, you know, how can a word have that much power? But I think about certain people listening to that and feeling offended or, or just it hurting a little bit. And I just wouldn't want that. Yeah. So in that respect, like, yeah, it is poor taste to use that word because you're not trying to hurt somebody's feelings. You're trying to improve somebody's day and you're trying to entertain yeah. some, I'm trying to entertain someone. And, and if I said a word that they were suddenly like, Oh, like maybe I don't like this guy anymore. Maybe if I met him, he would call me that word. Like that's oh, yeah. totally not I mean, what I'm trying to do. I mean, the context is usually you're trying to empower one group of people by saying somebody with, uh, you know, poor ideas of what the planet is, is this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So you're, the, the usage of the word seems like it's like for this positive thing. I just think that like we got to come up with a better word. Totally. But idi- idiots not <clears throat> – you know what I mean? Like dumbass idiot. Like they're not as – there's got to be something. I bet Frank – fucking stoner could tell us why that word's more powerful um that would be a good word to discuss yeah frank stoner frank didn't he (laughs) didn't he have a really good article on the power structures within skating and it kind of a lot of really good articles that i haven't read you gotta read them i know You'll, you'll have to, like, go outside and walk around for a while and be like, oh, shit. And you'll have to have a really strong drink. 
and then someone will be talking to you for the first two minutes when you come back in the house, and you'll be like, wait, what, what? Because you'll just still be thinking about the article. Rad. He breaks it down in such an interesting way. We're so lucky to have him talking about rollerblading. Because yeah, I get so excited when he's like, let me explain it in rollerblading terms. And then he just bur- breaks well, yeah, it down. He's a professor at university that is also really passionate about rollerblading. And he's fucking good. Did you watch that old section? Yeah. He's a Dude, good rollerblader. He was so fucking good back in the day. We used to go to – the Atlanta guys would go to week one and two of Woodward back in the day. And the Texas guys always went – on the same weeks as us. Like, it was just random that it ended up being that way. But Frank was there with all the Texas guys, and he was, like, legit, like, the dude from Texas. You know what I mean? Like, when, like, you got the posse, but then there's the dude that just, like, murders (laughs) everyone. Like, dude, he used to skate the bowl in the Morton building, and he would pump. Like, I don't even, nobody does this shit even now. Like, he would pump around bowl corners hard as shit, be fucking flying and there was like a 20 foot maybe 24 foot long uh side to this bowl with a 90 degree corner at the start of it and he would pump into that pocket so hard and launch these like six foot high alley-oop 360s like halfway into that 20 foot section like these massive just super sick fucking fast alley-oop 360s it was incredible frank's the man (laughs) i find that People who have uh, really brilliant minds have a way of breaking down skating and figuring it out in a way that someone like the way that I think, where it's more uh, uh, loosey goosey, and uh, I can't like I can't launch a box properly. <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. Todd is <laughs> amazing at doing a 540 or a 360 over a huge box and land taking off at the perfect spot, landing at the perfect spot. And I imagine like Frank being able to break down skating in that way. Uh, um, Whereas that would be fucking death for me. That would be stunt. And I would, I would wiggle my legs on an alley 360 and then chest myself on the coping and then go, Oh, (laughs) that's the worst. And then go crawl under, you know, when you would like get hurt and then you would find a place like under a ramp where nobody could find you. Where you could go die. (laughs) No, I was always way more chauvinistic than that. I would sit on the couch right in the middle of everybody like, dying. I was way more dramatic. I would do a lot of rolling around and facial expressions. Man, when I hit both of my, my shins... Oh, God. On really sharp coping. I've never known pain like that. I've had toothaches for root canals and shit like that. I haven't given <laughs> childbirth or anything like that. But have you? has anybody here hit both of their shins on not the round coping, but the sharp skate park coping? Like yeah. the sharp edge. Both hitting both of your shins on a, oh. a full speed Royale and yeah, missing like, both of your feet. Oh, Oh, yeah, you just bounce off. <laughs> ah, what is that about like, shins? Yeah, oh shin, god, dude. shins are really painful. Did I? I have a good shin story. <laughs> Let's hear it. Do I get to tell it? Do it. Do I get? Do I get to tell it? 
Wait, um, wait, wait. Does anybody have to pee? Because i got to grab a beer. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. I just was gone for a little bit. Oh, you were? You didn't hear me for a bit. I went and peed. Oh, wait. Yeah, you can tell the shin story to Todd unless you got to pee. Oh, yeah. I gotta, well, i got to do something else. We'll talk about that. If you both have to pee, I can, I can just talk. Oh, do you need how long of a break do you need, Kevin? Me about two and a half minutes. Okay, so talk, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to listen to this part. Tomorrow. <laughs> this is this is me talking to not Kevin and Joey because they're gone. I just went and peed and I, I grabbed uh Hublon Shufi. And I'm still a little bit uh, rattled by by, Kev, by Kevin's comment about the R word, and he because he is right in his uh, feeling offended by that word in a way, even though it's just a word. But like, um, I know that there are other people that would be offended by that word and I do not want to offend those people with that word. I, I had a sister with Down syndrome who died like a few years ago and ever since like, um, I've had this thing where when I see people with Down syndrome, like at the mall or something, I get really emotional and like I've cried because just from seeing like a group of people with Down syndrome and it's, uh, it's this sensitivity that I have. It's like my uh, Achilles tendon that I feel this sadness and not because I feel sorry for them, but because I look at them and it's this beauty that I see that uh, causes me to get really emotional. Hey, Carl. Yeah. Um, Kevin and Joey left. I think Joey had to grab a beer and Kevin's doing something. Mm -hmm. So me and you are going to talk for a little bit. So come in here close. Okay. Um, What are we going to talk about? Well, I actually was using, I, I used the word retard to describe something, I can't remember, and Kevin called me out. He was like, do you, like, you shouldn't use that word. Like, yeah. It's really offensive, and, mm-hmm. and certain people would be really offended by it. And I instantly felt, like, really guilty and shitty for saying that word, because I don't want to offend those people. And I wasn't referring to handicapped people when I used that word. I just, I was talking about, like, stupid people who drink a two liter of Coke in a day that as being the R word. And, uh, it's just like saying gay. It's like, you're not, you're not, uh, well versed enough to have a vocabulary, you know, that you're using words like retard. I hate when you say that. Okay. Good. Yeah. I deserved it. Yeah. And you're probably going to hell for it. Well, I hope I'm going to hell because that's where all my friends are going and that's where the good time is going to be but I would still feel guilty about using the R word I think you're just putting on an act because it's recorded I'm not putting on an act I was taking a pee no, 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 no. 
As soon as this shit's done, he's gonna be like, man, what a retard for calling me out for saying retard. No, uh, Carly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. No, I genuinely feel guilty because he's right. I There's certain people that would be offended and would take that in the wrong context. Well, the I guess not the wrong context, but a different context than, than well, what, what I was saying. And that's that's bad. I'm going to stop. I'm going to retire the word. I'm not going to use the word. You should retire the word. And you should retire okay. that really stupid hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this stupid hat that says, hello, my name is, and he wrote Bud. And, he puts oh, it on. Awesome. and as soon as he puts it on, he has this persona that takes over. <laughs> Like, That's classic so Todd. And he kind of talks with like rat mouth to me. He's like, come on, baby. Come on. Let's, let's, is it getting hot in here? Like, I just, oh, it's just like, it's total, it just crushes any attraction. The only reason I wore this hat today was because you were complaining about my hair. So I, this is my only hat. So I put my hat on. You need to get a haircut is what you need to do. You need to get a haircut because many facets of your life will improve. Like I'll actually start respecting you again. You need, you never knew Todd with his uh, with his braids. No, honestly, I I couldn't do it. It it would be a relationship ender. I don't care if he's the father of my child. Todd with braids, no. I think you can't get away with that being a dad. No. Hey, have you guys talked about that video? What's it called? Casey Mo. Casey no. Mo. No, actually. Um, we haven't yet. Oh, because I, I could speak to that a little bit, but... What did you think of okay. Casey Mo? Yeah. Really quick cool. before you leave. What I, what did I think of it? <laughs> yeah. I think it should have been more like a $6 download. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that four extra bucks wasn't worth it. No, and, and there's, there's this guy in it. Like, I'm, I'm so disconnected from rollerblading since having Aubrey, but there's this guy in it that, like, is totally jocking Chris Farmer's, like style in terms of what oh, he wears no. but not in skating who's that little turd what that guy that he like looks like chris farmer with the long black hair but he's not oh patrick oh. doherty oh yeah. he's an og no. man you can't say what? that he's no. been farmer before farmer was farmer okay then we're yeah. not talking about the same guy you're it's he's he hasn't been rollerblading as long i don't think anyways he doesn't have style, and he shouldn't have had a section. <laughs> and then the other thing I can say, they have this, like, clip where this, I think it's actually that dude, going down a hill on a chair, and it was very, like, your guy, your big wheels, like, very... I thought that was just a coincidence. I think it was coincidental. I, they probably filmed that probably about the same time as we filmed ours. Well, you'd never know, because they're never going to admit that they liked big wheels and... God, dude, should be a, <laughs> there right. should be a Roller Girls, like, Girlfriends of Rollerbladers podcast, and they should oh. just m melt us, like, just fucking shit on us so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Probably one of the best, Carly, the best Carly quote ever about rollerblading or rollerblading video about game theory, I just wanted to shake him and say, it just rollerblading. <laughs> Was that That's the one where man. all the guys wore tank tops and, and they skated to rap music? Like, everything was... <laughs> and it was just, like, so serious. And it was like, oh, that was such a stupid... Like, oh, just stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's been times when my girlfriend's got so mad at rollerblading. Like, when it goes through phases that she doesn't like, she's just like, like the tight pant thing. She, like, loved me in sweatpants and, like, basketball shorts. <laughs> so when the tight pant things was happening, like, she just, every time she would see a skate video, she would talk about how stupid everybody looks. <laughs> yeah, I... What about... I didn't mind the tight pants. What I hated was, like, Todd really embraced the tight pants, and, and he would start taking my I look pants. good in tight pants. You got a nice butt. But he'd wear my pants, and we'd, like, in, be in the mall, and he'd be like, oh, I, I wonder if this store has stretchy pants. And then he got these white ones, and the white ones, oh, my God. Like, I want The white I tried, ones were awesome. I know. He told He's, me. He wore them with the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, God. <laughs> That outfit was tight. That yeah. was. With that the was a red good outfit. Too. That was a great outfit. That outfit, oh my god. He told me that he'd break up with me if I, because I was like, I'm going to burn those fucking jeans. I hated them. And so I got my friend to help me lift up our queen mattress and we laid them out flat under the mattress and then he just forgot about them eventually. But I got, but I also got a drunken phone call um, from you and your friends, like a bunch of girls. And they're like, come over, we're drinking, but you have to wear the white jeans. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, real deals. Real deals. That's real talk. That actually happened. Boom. But we were making fun of you. That was the point. But no. you wanted me to wear them. To come over to laugh at you, being like, look at how tight. Oh, I hated those pants. Yeah, but hey, what's, what, what's yeah. worse, like Todd wearing tight pants or like, you know, every other douchebag male culture that dresses like a fucking I don't know like some sort of clone do you know what I'm saying like I think that in general girls seem to like rollerbladers because we do wear stupid shit and we don't care what we're supposed to wear as dudes the sense of humor was a factor that roped this yeah. bitch in okay yeah. yeah the sense of humor which was he would quote Anchorman and I I hadn't seen it for a long time so I thought he was just the funniest thing ever like he'd be like you want me to take you to Pleasure Town? And things like that. And I'm like, oh, he's so funny. <laughs> and then I move away, like, from Kamloops to Vancouver with him, move in, and then I watch that with him and realize the whole thing was a sham. He had nothing. <laughs> my whole... It was, my whole life was just a sham. Well, living you could have left me then, but six years later, you had here a baby. you are. Eight. So, eight. Exactly. <laughs> There must yeah, be as, something. Yeah, as embarrassing as his pants were, you were like, I hate your pants, but I really want to make your child. <laughs> yeah. I guess True. so. I guess so. so. So I can wear such stupid clothes and still get you to marry me and make a baby with me. Yeah. So I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Todd, were the white pants inspired by Ollie Short? I think they were. He Ollie Short was the first, I think. I'm trying to remember when I first got them. Was it after Face the Music or was it before? I remember he – I mean we are talking about pants. This is a rollerblading podcast. Um, Ollie Short, I'm pretty sure, was the first to wear white pants. Actually, yeah. He had them in Amsterdam. He did. Yeah, and so, you wouldn't yeah. have had white pants then. That's for sure. Yeah. In Amsterdam? Yeah. Joey and I were at Amsterdam IMYTA. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But we ditched out. We just went street skating with Ollie Short. You guys kept it real, huh? Yeah. No, well, we didn't even ditch out. I remember it happening, like, really naturally. And that 
he, that he was kind of fucking around and then we started fucking around like away from the comp and then, and then that's the stuff that we filmed. God, you guys are weird. We are. Yeah, you we left, are really weird. That, you left the Amsterdam IMYTA. Like, how is that not appealing to you? Well, fuck that shit. Well, no. Like, we were, no. we were just getting with Holly Short. We were getting clips from that, the yeah. baseball. We were yeah, still there, though. It was like it was like a spot that was – the comp, you could still see it, like further, like a little bit further away. And there were all – there were like these ledges and stuff. And it, wasn't he just – it was just Ollie Short by himself fucking around, wasn't it? And then we just started skating with him. That's how I remember it. And he was super shy and was doing that like wire post tap thing, which – Damn it, I wish that guy still put out sections. You guys are just being the coolest dudes. Like, oh, I'm over it. I'm going to go skate with Ollie Short. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, no, yes, like yes. A, That's awesome. <laughs> it's no, like a it's natural. Awesome. Yeah, no, that is awesome. No, I thought you were meaning like too cool for the competition. No, I mean like literally cool. Like that's cool to be like, fuck this contest. I'm going to go skate this fucking wire with Ollie Short. Like that's way cooler. Probably. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's gotten us into trouble. It has, yeah. Like being too cool. I never, I, I, I honestly had this, um, this thought in my head that you guys like would never leave Canada or like you weren't willing to leave Canada. So to hear that you were all the way in Amsterdam skating is is really cool. <laughs> yeah, we've been out there. I want to do more. <laughs> yeah, when the fuck is the uh, we out here? Trick tip happening, dude. I'm so excited for that more than anything else in Rollerblade. Like, Did I tell you out- about that? No, I, it, I think Joey might have posted about it or talked about it in a podcast. Oh, shit. Cat's out of the bag, Todd. Dude. It was funny. We, when we were on vacation, when we were in uh, Mexico, and I was drinking, like, uh, Tecates out of the the fridge in the, in the motel, and I was, like, writing um, all my ideas for the Wii Out Here how to and and i came back to the notes like two or three days later and i and i looked at the at the end of the list and i was like and it and it and it said this is fucking what did it say this makes no sense this is oh dude no you almost said the word you did i almost did and then then it just ruined that good job man what did you write I think I was like, this makes no sense. This is bullshit. Mm-mm. You guys should go through my notebook sometime then. No, clearly, then I, clearly. But, but the thing is, the thing I is, it was big... brilliant. It was yeah. all brilliant. No, it wasn't. And yes, it was. I also drew a big penis on it. Don't forget that part. Yeah, there was a... that enhances Look, things usually. Don't don't be mad because we out here. Don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're not out here with hey, us. It, it honestly was like, we out here, killing it, spilling it, oh! mixing it, jumping it, flipping it, Yo, skipping like it. You're, no, you're, <laughs> Literally, that's all it said. Rocking it, socking it, boxing it. No, 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 no. Snacking it, making dinner. That was your interpretation. No, it was... It was you don't know how to be out here. That sounds really good. Like, if it cut to him yeah. saying that in different locations, I like oh. that already. Oh, God. It's good. It, and Kevin, you should be excited. I am more than excited. I can't even. I can't wait to post that on all of my social medias, <laughs> so people know how out here we are. So out here. Oh man, it's gonna be good. 
the how tos. We got to do a lot of how tos. I know, we do. It it was it sucked that it was at the end of the season when we filmed those two. Yeah, Kevin, you gotta come do a how to with us for uh, Torque Cess slides. Okay. No, I'm on my way. Would you shuffle? Maybe shuffle to grind. Okay. Or wait, I'm trying to think of the the others. Uh, I, what are your specialties, Kevin? That you would like to teach? Like, what is that thing that you're good at that people are like, "Fuck, how do you do that?" Huh. I, I I haven't skated in a while, so <laughs> soul grind. <laughs> um, if I was <laughs> His, historically, 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 I do like that that Todd said torque slide because. Not trying to sound like, you know, the dude or anything, but I'm pretty sure I might have been the first dude to do a torque slide in a video. You got the best of those that I've ever seen. That's it. So maybe that one? Or maybe shuffle, like what you're talking about, like shuffle to like little like tap to other grind things. Yeah. I like those a lot too, man. You're good at those. I, there was, um, I remember the internet, the World Wide Web before I saw this video was talking about your line. Was it in VG 23 or 20? VG 20. It was in like, it was in like section. Yeah. Things. It was in the bonus and everyone was talking about the line that you did at that amazing spot in Atlanta with those slanted walls. Dude, you, you guys would love that place. There's it's so, so much legendary fun. shit that's going on there. Yeah. It's um, that place is next level. Walt in the physics video. I can't remember. It's a Unity Cess Slide trick that he does there. Does he do like Unity Cess Slide to Wall Bonk no. to Cess Slide? Yeah, he does. He does Unity Cess Slide to Alley Wall Ride to Unity Cess Slide. Oh, and then, damn it. Scott, dude, Scott Racer did Unity Cess Slide down the kink set. Oh, yeah, he did in, in the physics yeah, video, right? Yeah. And that then, is, uh, that's, a, that's a classic video. Dude, the best trick that ever happened there, you guys might not have you guys ever seen intro? Uh so. Matt Matt Renahan from here, that's he loves that video. And so, I can't remember if I've seen it. Yeah, there's a there's this Royale to it's it's I can't really explain it. It's just like this giant ledge that goes out and then drops down like ten feet to another ledge that goes out, and this is on a kink set of like Probably 15, flat 15. So, like, straight out ledge drops 10 feet at the kink, and then that's another straight out ledge, and then it drops, like, another 10 feet at the end of this. And Kurt Newman does Royale across the ledge and then, like, pops out to fakie, like, takes the drop to fakie onto the other ledge, and then does, like, I think he does zero spin off. It's crazy, man. It's a, I can't even... Like explaining it now, I know that if you don't remember the trick, like you won't know what I'm talking about. But it was so fucking gully. Is that video online? It's Doug's video, right? It is. It's Doug's first video. Or no, not his first video. It was his first video that he distributed. Let me look it up. Real quick. I hope it's online. I think it is, man. You know what left a bad taste in my mouth about that video and why I didn't? Uh, I maybe because it was the trailer or the intro or something. That Evanescence song. Yeah, that's the song. It's in the that's the uh, that song is the the trick is in that section. The intro. Dude, 
Dude, roller blading videos just always have that. That like way dramatic. Like, who you know? I think Bo Adam. Coddington. I think that's Adam Johnson and Shane Coburn. No, that's, that's Bo Coddington. Bo Coddington. Bo Coddington know how to do it. That's he did it well. Yeah, he caused all the the imitations that's, of it that were so bad. The Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, forest. That forest fire section. That shit. I was crying. I can't believe he pulled that off. That was I, well done. I can't like that was so ballsy to use that song, and he made it work. And it worked. Yeah. <clears throat> there was another one. I think Chicago Battle My Crew, the Sendocon section in a Battle My Crew. There was another oh, one of that, those. That, those kind of songs. song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's weird. Hey, when you oh what didn't uh, Natalie what what's her name the one from Victoria Todd. Not I'm like a bird, but they used a, a battle my crew. They used a Natalie. What's her name? I'm like a bird. What, who's that? That girl. Uh, uh, promiscuous girl. Natalie. Is it Natalie? I don't think it's a Natalie. It is. Is it oh. Natalie? Isn't it Natalie? Oh fuck. I'm okay, like a bird. I'm sure if you search, I'm like a bird. Her, her and Timbaland did that song, Promiscuous Girl, which is actually really good. I'm Nelly Furtado. There you go. You're Nelly Furtado. Yeah. Nelly Furtado. What was I going to say Is about Is she still out there? No, there's another yeah. song. There's another se- there's, Dude, there's a lot of those sections that are like really emotionally driven. I, I think there needs to be more of that, man. I wish, like, as much as I hated it at the time, I wish there were more, there was more chance taking like that. With oh those. man, Sean Cullen used that Enya song. That was good. Which Enya song? Yeah. Who can say what? Yeah. No. <laughs> what? When? He used it for the Inri Rebirth trailer, and yep. it was so fucking badass when he used it. Did he, Sean Cullen? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you played it on the podcast once, and you talked about how people probably think that song is funny or stupid, but that it's yeah, a really I love that song. song. It's Sean's a, it's, Irish. <laughs> is he? Man, fellow Irishman, we're, we have yeah, a... Yeah, dude, like, that, that song is uh, completely 100% acceptable, and yet is... Man, right now, goddess. I just want to say how awesome fucking Sean Collins is. Oh Sean Collins is the realest motherfucker in the game, okay? I love Sean Collins. I love the yeah. way he looks. I love the way he skates. I love his videos. I love his clothing line. <laughs> Sean Collin is the illest motherfucker on the fucking planet, okay? I agree. He And apparently he's, he's – uh, my shirts are – I have to get them from Revolution when the new order comes in. It's like, so. Doug, Doug, look. Uh, ba- bro, there's – Basically, bro, what happened? <laughs> Dad, I had your shirts, and then my car <laughs> got stolen. <laughs> He's like the craziest shit. Like, what happened to the shirts? He's like, just like going on about how like his yeah. car got like. There's just trying to. I'm just excited. Car. When I get the shirts, I'm gonna be really excited because that you know, there's a lot of anticipation involved in getting the shirts. Because there has, After, has like, been a lot of years? back and forth about the shirts. <laughs> What's that? 
After this, what, four years? Well, I, I tried to order them specifically so I could wear them for Mushroom Blading 2. That was <laughs> Dog, you missed out on all that promotion. Dude, it sucks that you have like that's how few good shirts there are. They're, like, do you remember when like the BMAG message board went on that T-shirt thing, the like anti-T-shirt company thing? It was like, you guys don't remember that? There was like a oh, period of time. They, oh, wait, it was, it was like it was the comic when, about starting a T-shirt company. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so, like that happened, and then like now there's no T-shirts. Yeah. There is like I'm trying to think. I ordered um, that strange creatures one that I got was pretty good. Shredweiser, and then some good I Shredweiser. I think. Can you order direct from them? Probably. Just have to because uh, like. that's what I did for strange creatures. And then I Brian Bina. I messaged him because I really wanted to get some Haitian Meg shirts, but they're apparently making a new batch, and I can't wait to get some of those shirts. Dude. You know, like when you you wear something like a Haitian Meg T-shirt, it's like it's like knowing the best secret ever. Yeah, yeah. In the shirt, and there's power yeah. in the shirt. And you when you when you wear that at the skate park, you would skate better because you yeah. have that shirt on. Fuck that's, yeah, that's the that's, only reason why kids should <clears throat> buy shirts is because they feel like they feel like, okay, if I get this shirt, I'm going to be a better skater, a better human being. I'm going to have a sense of confidence. <laughs> so it's true. Like, true. When, it's so fucking true. When I would buy, like, back in the day, like, 4x4 four four t-shirts or mind game t-shirts, it would be like, when I got that shirt and I wore it, I'd be like, I am the coolest motherfucker in my school, and I'm walking around with a mind game shirt, and y'all don't even fucking know yep. what I'm on. Yep. I'm on the illest shit. There's there's shirts that have special powers like even it's just true. the what do you believe in shirt oh like how good did you skate Dude. when you wore that shirt yeah Dude I have a Jeremy I had I lost a Jeremy Baytel shirt you guys might have it too Ooh. it's it's got the big upside down cross with the fucking cow skull on it oh yeah Todd had that one yeah. I always loved oh. That's that a was great a great T-shirt that you feel like you feel just like such a savage when you wear that shirt like. Anywhere that you are, and you have that shirt on, you're I just like, I, I wore that. All I wore life. that t-shirt to um, to Carly's like her family's <laughs> open house, like a Christmas <laughs> party, and I felt so good about wearing this shirt. I felt so so confident. And then this this older guy came up to me. What did he 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 looked at the shirt, and he he just like shook his head. <laughs> What? I And he was like, what is this shirt? And he just like, oh, man. And he was like embarrassed for me. Oh, man. But I was I was oh, just that's... still like 100% confident in the, in the shirt. I was like, yeah, isn't it awesome? Like that's... trying to ignore the fact that I knew that he was like uncomfortable. No, he because probably was like I was actually stoked that he was uncomfortable with the shirt. I was like, yeah, like well, you he, hate this shirt, and that's why I love this shirt. But he that's probably liked the shirt. He probably would like love to be able to wear something that absurd. Well, that's, he's, yeah, that's the thing. He was. Yeah, like, he was. And he can if he wants. Dude, no, no, you can't. There's like a certain like part of society that you're not allowed to wear that kind of t-shirt like you have to wear the right 
collared polo t-shirts and like slacks and you know well like you have to look a certain way or else like you get kicked out of that posse and if you get kicked out of that posse like you're you're not gonna make as much money you're gonna have a harder time getting jobs like see normally i would describe that part of society with the r word it's but douche 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 bags <laughs> What about zombie-ish? No, I don't Zombies, know. Clones, sheep, consumers. The dead. Yeah, dude. Like sleep. Asleep? Sleepwalker? The they're the kind of guys that walk by you in your rollerblading. They're like, what are you rollerblading, bro? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, what, dude? What are you? Oh, what are you, I, a complete I, What is cunt? so funny? Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't. They don't even know what's funny. They just like have a prescribed idea of what is allowed, and if you're outside of that idea, you're something's wrong with you. Wow. <clears throat> you want to know the best time I was rocking the Jeremy Baytal? Is that how you say it? Baytal. Jeremy Baytal shirt in that picture with Nardwar and Weird Al. I have the one with the the guy that's like puking the ballerina slippers. Not Sick. puking, but. The ballerina slippers are coming out of his mouth. And I yep. just remember that, that was like the perfect shirt to be wearing in that picture. Because even yeah, after I die, people are going to look at that picture and be like, what the fuck is that shirt that he's wearing? God, that's Dude. Dude, I ordered the last time I tried to get a Baytal shirt. He had that last line of 4 by 4 shirts that was like so next level. And there was one of this like demon – Bare chest. I think like it might have had three tits. You know what I'm talking about? I was like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Goat goat head with like a three titted fucking girl holding up like the Satan sign. Like I was so excited to order that shirt. I ordered it in my size. <clears throat> they sent me the wrong shirt on accident. When I oh, <laughs> with, shirt did they sent they sent the one with like it was like a skull skull headed rock star guy with a bandana on. Oh, yeah, that one wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. So I sent the shirt back, but by the time I had sent the shirt back, they ran out of my size. Ouch. It was the single most depressing T-shirt moment <laughs> in my life as a rollerblader. Really <laughs> and I'll never have the shirt. He's never going to make it again. Like, I can't... Uh, no, I remember... <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still depressed. Like, it Man. still, like, sucks. I'm like, God, if I just had that shirt... If I was in your city, so I'd come over and... Give you a hug. Thank you. <laughs> I know you understand. I do. That's horrible. You could have been wearing that shirt right now. You could have been wearing like a. Ugh. Uh, that and that one definitely would have had special powers. Oh, that one would have had powers, dude. Like, I would have felt better than everyone in the world. <laughs> the very, the very first Jeremy Baytel shirt I ever got was the one I still wear it. It's got like the guns and. And thorns yeah. and and roses and stuff. It was like one of the first four by four shirts. Yeah. And I remember when I got that shirt, everybody asked me what it was. Yeah, man. His his art, his, all of the shirts, pretty much every shirt he ever made, even the Caspa ones. Um, yeah. Like he didn't make no bullshit, dude. He's still rad. He's been uh, promoting some. He's got some new prints out right now. That are sick as fuck, like yeah. really solid prints, and I think they're like forty dollars for. I think they might be eighteen by twenty fours. You know what I mean? Like 
reasonably large size prints for like a great price. I didn't even think of that. But he has a section in Road to Nowhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he rips. Yeah, Not Road to Nowhere. What? What? Meantime. Was it meantime? Forever now. Forever now. Forever now. Forever now, dude. Okay. Forever now. Okay, yeah, that's right. Todd, remember when we would watch Forever Now and there was the Jeremy Baytal section and Mason would get so mad at that one (laughs) shot of him smiling, like half smiling? (laughs) I remember Mason getting mad at lots of clips in videos. Just, it would, he would love a video and then just some clip, he would just be like, oh, that is so stupid. Why would they fucking put that in? Like some look or some something. It would just piss him the fuck off. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's, uh, what's that? Is he still cool or does he wear the uh, costume now? He... Uh, uh, you can't really say that, can you? <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. We don't talk to that guy anymore. No, yeah, we I don't can know tell. Every, dude, every time somebody brings that guy up because he was legitimately raw as fuck, like people will be like, yeah. "Oh, what happened to Mason?" You guys are like, oh, you know, it's cold outside." And, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> but hey, yo, it's not just us. Ask anybody in Canada, <laughs> and you'll get the same response. <laughs> He's a oh, yeah. He's a very very intense person. <laughs> that that uh. <laughs> he's an intense asshole. Oh shit! Does he listen to this? Are we gonna get reprimanded by him? <laughs> Probably. You won't hear from him. You can just feel the rage in your everyday life. Oh yeah. You can just feel like something's not right. I feel a negative energy in my soul, and it'll be. Oh him. man. <laughs> Yeah, he still finds his way into your life even long after he's gone. Oh, yeah. Don't fuck with him. And he's watching you in the darkness. He'll never feel oh, comfortable shit. in the dark. He is wow. the darkness. He is the darkness. <laughs> you guys have gone on for a long time about this guy, and I think you should shut up for your own safety. <laughs> no. He's the, I, he I, is the I, microphone recording I, this. I see now why you don't. In, in, no, but but in all in, uh, I I do eventually see a future where the band could be reunited, what? but that's up to that's more up to him than it is up to us. I don't see that uh, happening. But I I'm, I'm more <laughs> I'm more optimistic. But and to his credit, he's definitely been probably the biggest influence like skating wise editing wise because he is he's the closest thing i've ever known to a wild animal so it's been really good in terms of influencing the older videos yeah and he was really into comic books and shit he was he had a really good ear for sound he's such an exceptional human being does he does he he's a a quality human being does he have a way that he expresses himself? Like it sounds like he has a lot of like ideas and thoughts and he's a really he's talented at pretty much whatever he wants to do. He just like, can't he could does he, he could like beat anybody up. I think he's he's yeah. He's in he's really into uh Muay Thai right now, like kickboxing. What? That's what he's doing a lot. And like he he's a really good fighter. He could he could fuck up 
a lot of people. Um, and Mason, man, Mason was the mo- he was such a talented person, and he is such a talented person. Like his outlook on life was really inspiring. Like I lived with him for a long time, and I would come Sick. home, and he would he would find challenges in the most interesting situations in life. Like it, sometimes it was evil. Like he would fuck with people. <laughs> like he would be, he would just be walking home and he would, he would see someone just walking home and he would like stalk them in, he would get up on rooftops and run along rooftops and like fuck with people while they're walking down the street and have them like running down the street, panicking in terror. And he would be stalking them on the rooftops, like giggling to himself. And the person would be like, what? What do you want from me? And he would just like fuck with them just for the purpose of like proving seeing what the reaction was it. and what. That's crazy. That's really to hear that story and not <laughs> know the guy is. I don't know. He sounds like one of those guys that's hyper intelligent, but like doesn't know how to use it maybe for um, positive reasons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was very well, intelligent think, you know, in, in, in his voice. world he is and I think if the world was to be in apocalypse mode he would outlast a large portion of yeah, every human race easily he'd be one of the last standing so that god that this guy is fucking me. epic yeah. holy shit yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. sh- well the you've seen the videos of course he is yeah like he's clearly a badass I knew he's a badass and then like everybody I talked to about you guys like they're always like yo what's up with that Mason guy like this makes sense. He's like, rollerblading wasn't enough. I have to, like, learn how to control the entire world and, like, what, uh, you know. His energy, we're, it, it, we're very lucky that we all converged when we did for that amount of time, but it couldn't have kept going in the direction that it could have. So it's always so hard to explain why, but you, uh, the way that I always explain it is, like, in band terms, that you could totally understand getting some really strong personalities together in a band. Yeah. Why, why certain people have to split and stuff. Dude, he's clearly listening. Did you guys know that I just got cut out of the shit? Yeah, he knows. He knows. Oh, it. Yeah, he's he's listening probably for sure. Oh, God. And he was not... Uh, I mean, the way that I told the story on the Reddit thing was that I, I wanted him to be a part of Mushroom Blading, but he definitely... He wasn't behind it. And I gave him the camera to film skating, and I, he had it for like a month or two. And when I got it back, there was there was there wasn't any skating really. The only bit of skating there yeah, was. We tried was like, to include him. Yeah. That's the thing is, it's not like we fucking kicked him out of what we were doing. We called him up for sessions and said like, "Come here, come here." And he was so negative about us that he oh, man. he fucking dished out on us. I've All of Vancouver was negative about us. <clears throat> yeah. All of Vancouver. Very negative. And look at you now. Yeah. Blade God. <laughs> Blade God. That, uh... that might be the best new comedy. That might be replacing we out here as hashtag Blade God. Blade God? <laughs> this is a good hashtag. It's so good. Every time I see it, like, the Texas guys nail it, dude. Oh, I'm tweeting it right now. Oh, um, God, dude. The first time I saw it was, uh, I saw um, Danny Beer use it. I think it was like a, it was like a picture of, 
it, when Richie Eisler, when they were filming the edit, it was a picture of Richie Eisler by the ocean, and I think it just had like hashtag blade gone. <laughs> Holy fuck, hashtag Blade God. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I would love for someone to put out a video with that name, but I I don't think I could produce anything. That could live up to that title. Dude, as hard as that rant was, your man got a fucking Spitfire tattoo the size of a bowling ball on his neck. On his neck. On his neck, dude. Like... Nothing that sleeves can hide. Like, dude will have to start wearing turtlenecks if he wants to hide it. That guy, holy shit, that guy is good at skating, though. I wish that uh, that Gravity Games special was online. There was a Gravity Games oh. thing with him where, like, he had come off an X Games win where he he won X Games, right? Like, he got the Gravity gold. Games. Or was it X Games? No, he, he won, he the won X Games. You know so, what's fucking so crazy? So when Gravity Games came Dude, out, they, didn't they he win the first X Games gold medal for skiing? What's that? Didn't he win? He was like he won the X Games for yeah, skiing he, before skiing was big. A black a black guy from Canada, yeah, won he? the X Games for skiing. Did he? Rad. Hold on, yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Can you Wikipedia that? And I think that's why he must have a really interesting perception. Uh, Nikki. Adams. Let me check his xgames.go.espn.whatever.com. He's 30 years old. He won Winter X 2000 skiboarding. Oh, skiboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that was back then, that was basically like twin oh, skiing. He did get gold in the X Games. He did. 1999. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that brought about that special for Gravity Games where it was like, yeah, this dude, that dude's going to win. And it was like this big buildup to his run. And then he fucked up his run in Gravity Games. And then it was the classic shot of him like lying in the grass, like fist pounding the grass. Like, fuck, I fucked up. Oh, man. They also I wish that was online. He's gone through some really intense uh, personal shit. I think. We all have. Dude, I used to hear really cool stories about this guy. Like, just to add some positivity to this conversation, like... No, he's awesome. I, dude, I heard that guy was, like... He's from Montreal, right? Goddamn right. Yeah. So, I I heard that, like, he was, like a, a, like, a skate god in Montreal. And, like, if you went to Montreal, like, during his heyday, you could get into any club, like, free bottle service, like... Just full red carpet celebrity status. And this guy was like the man, like fully killing it and like living it up, like, you know. Him and John Medalist. Bling probably both. Him and Jan Fernet, if you but, watch uh, Night of the String. God, Jan Fernet was the shit. So oh, fucking man. good. Such good fucking style. And Nikki Adams, yeah. like, he is a he is a fucking blade god. If you watch like Dude, is he that is section so online? Sick. Is that that opening section from Night of the String where they're just killing Taj Mahal? Fucking hope so. Yeah, dude, they murdered that skate park. Oh, I, it's it's sections like that where you realize, like, I totally understand that people can maybe not be into the direction skating's going right now. Yeah, yeah, because. But, that side of skating is just gone, pretty much. But, well, yeah, but 
I don't know but if that's gone. I think the comedy comes in. The comedy comes in is that he won X like the last time he skated in the X Games was two thousand. He got twentieth, right? So in two thousand and thirteen, like thirteen years later, he comes out with this rant. <laughs> like talking about how he changed like it's just a long gap where like, dude, you weren't anywhere near us, like you didn't seem to want to help or be a part of this culture and then like you just drop this gem where you're like I'm the most important guy in rollerblading ever <laughs> and you're like yeah but for the last 13 years like where were you doc like you didn't I don't know there's a lot of that though there's a lot of absentee fathers in our in our sport in there it's funny though and like, didn't he say he was he a- one of those people he he didn't like put anything out publicly but he has been Skating, and he has like, I guess he works at uh, Taj Mahal. He was like, off the radar for a bit, though. Oh, like, for a long time. Like yeah, Jaron no, Grobe, no like he still skates, right? Dude, I just had Jaron Grobe up on a web page as you said that because I was trying to look up who won the 2000 uh, Gravity Games because I think it may have been Bruno Lowe, but I'm not sure. Oh, didn't, uh, didn't Bruno Lowe get to go to the Playboy Mansion? Yeah, whoever won Gravity Games one of those years, it was either Sven or Bruno Lowe. Who, by the way, what an amazing – Sven Bokerst or whatever. How old is that guy? He's just had a very solid rollerblading career from the very beginning. It's true, yeah. He's one just of the kept most it, solid rollerblading careers. Just kept it together. Dude, I used to – I couldn't stand Sven Bokers back in the day. Like, we would watch him and we would get pissed, like, me and the homies, because he would beat the shit out of, like, you know, all of our favorite skaters. Like, he like you'd be all excited for, like, Dustin Latimer to have his little, like, 30-second run or whatever. But then, like, he would just dominate. Like, clearly was just, you know, he, he was just ahead, of his, ahead of his time at the skate park. Like, the haters we, we would get so pissed, right? And then... So, like, 10 years later, I got hired by Rollerblade to go to Las Vegas for the, uh, what is it now? It's not ASA. It's not WRS. It's, uh... Uh, LG. No. No. No, it was WRS. But, so, he skated for Rollerblade, and I got to hang out with him. Like, I automatically felt bad about ever not liking him, because he was so fucking nice and so good at skating. The best thing you can do in those situations is tell the story did you tell him the story yeah absolutely dude that's that's I like used to i love hate you man but now <laughs> that i know you and i see you in person dog, now maybe maybe I, maybe I didn't tell the story <laughs> that, I, don't think uh, I, I don't think i told the story but now i did Sven. <laughs> i love he you got man. a pro skate you. From, hey, he, just, he got a pro skate he was also on hype beast Oh, yeah, he was. Was that City Hopper? It was City Hopper. See, there are people who are still keeping it real in their own direction. Where's Matt Salerno when you need him, though? He's skating with Dom West, dog. Man, that that guy was something else on skates. So good. Same thing. You wanted to not like Matt Salerno, but he was so good. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like... This like these like dominant international dudes would just come in and they were like way better than the like lazy American guys and you're like fuck I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> I've said it before but in a daily 
Daily Bread, uh, in like one of those listings, Aaron Feinberg had the best. He had like a list of his least favorite skaters, and oh, Matt Salerno was number one for stealing all of my prize money. He said, "Oh, uh, that's a good Such, one. That's so fucking badass. I miss Daily Bread for that. Just that like Aaron Feinberg could call out Matt Salerno in Daily Bread. Yeah, I think we we talked when I was texting with you guys the other night, I think I was saying, like, oh, I'm going to talk mad shit on the next podcast, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm not talking mad shit. I'm being really positive. What happened? Like, where? <laughs> I'm too old. Where are the little kids that are going to talk shit? Like, there are none. There aren't. Haitian, I guess Haitian is, like, an action talking shit, right? Like, like everything they well, do. Haitian... Ha- like, Haitian is really good. They're they position themselves as tastemakers, which I think is as much as I don't like rules and fashion and all that stuff. I think that they are avid students of the history of rollerblading and they know what's good. So yeah, they clearly respect um, the game. Play oh, they're legit. Haitians, they're so they're legit, dude. Definitely legit. Dude, this is uh the two hour mark. And I'm feeling like we haven't even started. No. What's do you so want to? I'm wondering if you guys would be down for doing a two-parter. Yeah. Or, or you guys want to keep going? Yeah. What does that mean? What does we, a two-parter mean? Two-parter means we stop <clears throat> this one and we start a new one. <laughs> so we can so we can talk about ten piece. We oh, can talk that's... about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. We we haven't even talked about Nick Labari and his fucking yeah. epic fucking. We haven't even Trick. talked about Casey Moe, really. No. No. Okay, like, well, this has all been like now. build up. Okay, so this is the end of part one. Okay. Is so it there. is it Labare, by the way? I don't know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Don't. He's don't my go. new favorite skater. Okay, we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll talk about that. <laughs> Yo, 